Well, good morning. This thing working? Can y'all hear me? All right. Well, Lucas stole my story because I was going to tell that story. <laughs> but uh, I, I came up here expecting to just have lunch, and then he was like, hey, do you want to preach? And I'm like, whoa. Uh, <laughs> so, so um, but yeah, it's definitely a privilege to be here with you guys this morning. It's always a privilege to be able to um, preach God's word. But um, so yeah, I met Lucas, um, it's been a while ago, me and my wife, like he said, we were looking for somewhere to go to church, and my father-in-law is actually a preacher, and we were going to his church, and uh, we were just kind of looking for somewhere to go, and, and as he just shared, you know, he came out, and I was like, man, this has got to be where God wants us to go to church, because how on earth can you make this up? So um, we started serving there, and um, me and my wife, we've, uh, we've both been in church our entire lives, and um, it's just never been an option, that's what we do. And I'm sure for some of you, you have a similar story along with that. But um, so instantly we, we start coming there and Lucas, um, being who he is, um, just brag on this guy a little bit. I mean, you guys have a wonderful uh, pastor here. We, we missed him dearly when, when he took another church. And uh, yeah, give him a hand. So, so part of the awesome stuff that Lucas does is he is such a people person. And I'm sure you guys uh, experience that and know that about him. And uh, myself, you know, I, I'm, I'm that way as well, one-on-one um, -on -one individually. Um, I, I'll sit there and talk to you till you're like, Shane, I, I got to go. <laughs> you know? So um, me and him hit it off really well, and uh, we spent a lot of time together. And then it wasn't too many months later, um, I was in my, my lower 20s at the time, and uh, he was like, hey, Shane, um, we're starting a new Sunday school class, and I want you to teach it. And I'm just like... <laughs> Not me, <laughs> you know. I was the guy, I was like 17, I was asked to pray in church, and I'm like, I can't do it. There's no way I can speak in front of people. I just, I like tapped out, and uh, the guy asked me to pray anyway, and I'm like, man. <laughs> so um, I'm like, Lucas, I, I can't physically do that, man. I said, I love um, talking about Jesus. I love the Bible. I'm, I've been saved my whole life. Uh, well, not my whole life, but I've been in church my whole life, and I got saved at a young age. But I'm like, I can't physically get in front of people and talk. <laughs> so uh, he's like, man, you got this. Just let's, just let's give it a try. And let's do it. Well, I, I did it. And, you know, I had to work through that. And uh, so I'll just share a little bit more about myself. And this kind of goes along with my message this morning um, about uh, living for God in the new year. Um, so years went on. Lucas, like I say, he, he took another church and um, we had a guy come in and fill in for a while and we got a new pastor. And during that transition time, the church had asked me to become a deacon. And um, I was like, okay, that, that sounds good. Um, you know, I, I love serving, and I, I feel like it's very important to serve um, in your local church. So, you know, I prayed about it, and my wife, Mary, we prayed about it, and um, I agreed to do that. So um, now I'm teaching class, and uh, I'm a deacon. And um, like he mentioned, Hastings, it's, listen, guys, like, there's a red light in this town. We live in Palaka, okay? But there's a red light in this town with a gas station and um, farm fields forever. So, um, you know, it's, it's not a humongous church that we're dealing with here. So I'm like, okay, I think I can, I think I can handle this responsibility. And uh, there was some really great guys that kind of took me under and, and helped me at a young age because I was, I was only about 25 or so when they asked me to be a deacon. So um, I was doing that and, um, you know, I was serving, and, and, and we were helping out everywhere we could, and uh, I thought I was doing everything that God wanted me to do. I thought that was it, and I was, you know, I had my landscaping business going, and, um, you know, we were, we were doing everything, I thought, and um, some time had came on, and I felt like, I told my wife, I was like, I think, 
I think God might be calling me to preach. And she's like, how is that possible? You can't get up and talk to people. <laughs> so um, I was like, yeah, it's probably a dumb idea. There's, there's, <laughs> let's just keep on going. So some time went on later, and I felt it again. And uh, I, I mentioned to her again, it's always late at night when you're in bed while she's trying to sleep. You know, you get time to sit there and reflect. And um, I'd be like bumping. I'm like, hey, Mary, what do you think if God's calling me to preach? And she's like, just go to sleep. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. So we, we did that for a couple years. And um, listen, part of what I'm going to talk to you guys about this morning is when God is calling you to do something, pay attention and listen. Um, because uh, he's calling us all to do great things for his kingdom. If you are a child of God. So um, long story short, it's been about four years now, four and a half years uh, me and my wife have two kids, Cason, um, who is six, and Cooper, who is two. But uh, in between, um, we, my wife got pregnant again, and she, she had um, some trouble with pregnancy. And, and uh, our, our second child, um, he, which is uh, no longer with us, and that's what I'm going to tell you guys about, he, he had a condition very rare. And um, what happened there, we had about a 20, week, 20 weeks or so we found out um, what he had, and it was extremely rare. And uh, everything else was fine with him. But uh, um, we came to a place in our life where the doctor's like, you know, you just need to terminate. And it really was a point in our life where we're like, okay, all this stuff we've been living forever, are we going to trust in it or are we going to just do what the doctor says and, and do what we're opposed to? So we prayed about it, and, and I'm so, so thankful God, you know, he led us both to the same decision we were pushing through. And uh, I had a place in my life there for about 10 to 12 weeks after that to where I was on my knees praying. And I mean, like, if you've ever been on your knees praying, like, there's a difference when you're praying to God about something and then where you're just begging God for something. And uh, it was during that time um, I finally surrendered to God. I was like, Lord, if I'm holding on to anything, you can have it. And, uh, you know, so, um, like I say, the Lord uh, decided that he needed to take him home, and um, it, was, it was tough, but he gives us peace that we can't even understand. Uh, me and my wife um, have both grown so much through that, and it honestly was through that experience that that's the reason I'm here this morning, because um, otherwise I wouldn't, I wouldn't even be um, up here preaching to you guys. So, um, through that, uh, <laughs> The Lord was like, all right, Shane, you said, you said you were all in, so let's do this. And I'm like, I don't even know where to begin. So I went and told our pastor, and he's like, well, just come up here and preach Sunday. And I'm like, I don't know how to preach. <laughs> so um, we, we, we worked through some of that, and um, you know, I had some opportunities to serve in different areas. But um, so the, the point to all that is, is when God is calling you to do something, we need to respond and we need to listen. And for myself, if I had listened early on, um, I, I don't know what would have happened, uh, but God's will is his will. And as we look in his scriptures, um, his will is, uh, is for everyone. And we all have an individual will, and we all have a basic will that we're all called to do. So um, living for God uh, in the new year. Uh, this is a time that uh, people reflect, right? Um, we, we get done with Christmas, and we, we're, we're coming into the new year, and uh, we're, we're thinking about things. And a lot of times people make these resolutions, right? And they, they, they take things, they want to commit to something. And I looked online, and there's um, like crazy statistics to where uh, most people 
want to lose weight, or they want to be healthier, they want to exercise, and uh, a lot of people want to uh, be more aware of their self, and, and there's all these lists of things that go on, but I looked and I noticed um, none of them really said anything about their spiritual life. It was all about their, their self or, or personal gain for themselves, and um, for me, I have some goals that I, that I have for myself for this year, and uh, one of them being is uh, time management. Um, you know, I have uh, what they call ADHD, <laughs> if y'all are familiar with that, so um, it can be a hassle and, and trying for me to kind of plan and schedule well, so, um, you know, prioritizing time and, and self-discipline, those types of things are something I want to work on, but um, broad span, I want to grow closer to God um, every day. I, I want to never settle for where I'm at. I always want to try to grow. So that's kind of what I want to talk to you guys about today is uh, living for God in this new year. And if you guys have been in church for a long time, um, I know that you guys have been living for God. If this is your first day in church and you've never heard about Jesus, thank you for coming. <laughs> so um, there's always room to, to grow in God's kingdom. So uh, this year, um, you know, we, uh, we're looking, I got a couple guys at home that um, I like to spend time with, some, some younger Christian guys, and, and I'm working on some stuff with them, and I have a, a plan that I have in place to, to go through some stuff with them this year, but before the, the new year started, I really had some stuff that I wanted to kind of foundationally lay out, and some of that's what I'm going to share with you this morning, and um, these scriptures that I'm going to give you um, are, are not necessarily uh, basic principles, but um, the Bible is full of, of principles that we can apply, so if you will... Um, turn with me over to uh, Romans chapter 12, and I think you might have the scripture possibly up there, but uh, Romans chapter 12, and we're going to be looking at the first two verses. So I'm going to give you three uh, principles this morning, um, and like I said, there's many, there's many, many more that you can find in the Word of God, but these three just really stood out uh, for me this morning. So the first one would be um, living sacrifices to God. So we'll read it and then we'll talk about it. Romans 12, uh, 1 and 2. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable, perfect will of God. So uh, I'm reading out of the New King James this morning. Um, different translations say it a little bit differently. Um, I, I believe in the CSB um, or, or possibly the NLT, it'll say, I urge you. Um, I urge you, brethren, is what it says. Uh, urge uh, literally means to earnestly or persistently uh, or persuade someone to do something. So if you're urging somebody to do something, it's, it's not just, hey, like a casual thing. It's, it's I'm really, uh, this is very, very important. So what Paul, Paul is writing here to the Romans, he said, I'm urging you um, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. So that's pretty, if you're not familiar with the Bible, that's pretty strong language there because that's like, what does that even mean? <laughs> and then it says, holy and acceptable to God. So um, as we look at these words, Holy is a word of uh, purity, uh, dedication. Um, it is a sacred uh, is, is meaning. So if, uh, if we're going to be pure and uh, we're going to be a living sacrifice to God and it's acceptable to God, then that means 
we have to be able to do something. And it also says it's our reasonable service. So um, as we go through that and we look at this, um, in the Old Testament, they had to make animal sacrifices, okay? So uh, they didn't have, Jesus came as we just got done celebrating his birth. Um, Jesus came and he paid the ultimate price for us on the cross to, to be that substitution for us, the, the, the sacrifice, the perfect sacrifice that we needed to, uh, to be able to have a relationship with, with God and to go to heaven. So Jesus paid that for us. So why is it talking about us being a living sacrifice? Because what we have to do when we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, um, which I'm sure uh, if, if Lucas has been here long enough, I've know, I know he's, uh, he's presented the gospel to you guys, but if this is your first time here, um, Jesus Christ came and paid it all for us. And all we have to do is accept that free gift that he gave us. But when we accept that, it's not a one-time exception and, and that's it, and then we just live our life how we want to live. Uh, what Paul is teaching here is, uh, is that we are to present our bodies to Jesus Christ as, as a sacrifice in, in like he was. So Jesus was holy. He was the only pure person to ever live on this earth. He, um, he was uh, perfect in everything that, that could be perfection. So the reason that we are even able to present ourselves to God in that way is because of Jesus Christ. So what, uh, what Paul's trying to get across here is the fact that we have to mentally, because it says, it says renewing of your mind, we have to purposely, intentionally in our life daily, Paul tells us to take up our cross daily and to follow him. So what this means for us is we have to make decisions even after accepting Jesus Christ as our Savior, daily decisions, because I don't know about y'all, but for me, um, <laughs> I can wake up and be late for work and quickly get ready for, for work and go out the door, never even thinking once about God. Um, never even thinking about, man, I need to spend some, a few minutes praying, or I need to read my devotional, or I need to c commit some time to the Lord. And it'll be lunchtime, and I'm like, I haven't even eaten. I'm like, oh, man, i got to say the blessing for my food. And it's like, this is the first time I've even um, spoken to, to God this morning. So what this is telling us is it says we need to have our minds transformed uh, to the place to where we recognize where we're at. There's a scripture that says we need to work out our salvation, um, and what that means is it's not that we have to try to keep ourselves saved. What it means is that we need to put this stuff into practice um, while we're living it out, if, if that makes sense. So, so these, there's all these words, and I don't have time this morning to, to go through everything, but it, it does say that it's our reasonable service. And you say, well, why would that be a reasonable service? Because Jesus did everything for us. I mean, the reason that we're here this morning worshiping, uh, the reason that we have any kind of hope at all for heaven is because of Jesus Christ. So, of course, uh, it would be reasonable for us to say, Lord, this is, this is my body, but I present it to you. What, what do you have for me uh, to do in this life? So, uh, Tony Evans uh, talks a lot about kingdom living. If y'all are familiar with Tony Evans, he's, everything's kingdom, <laughs> if, you, if you know some of his studies. And, and it's a really good idea because, um, we are living, if, if we claim Christ, we are living for his kingdom. So every day we have a choice to make. Are we going to live for, for myself or are we going to live uh, for God? So um, that's, the, that's the first one, living sacrifices to God. And the second one uh, would be uh, to seek uh, the kingdom of God. Excuse me. Um, and that'll be Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, if you guys want to turn over there with me. Matthew 6, 33. I'll give you a second to get there. 
Now, I try to keep everything in context. I know um, there's so much here, I don't have time to just go through every single thing this morning. So I'm going to hit the highlights here, but I'm going to give you the context of this because it's always very important to try to keep Scripture in context. So what it says in Matthew 6.33, it says, But seek first uh, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Um, the word seek means to attempt to find something. Uh, or attempt or desire to obtain or achieve something. Um, seek is a, is a word that, that it's, it's a searching. It's, a, it's like, you know, have you ever lost your keys and like you've you, you got to go? You're not just looking for your keys. You are <laughs> seeking after these keys. And I lose my keys all the time, so I put an air tag on it. And uh, I, don't have to, I don't even look for my keys anymore. Uh, I don't. I, I just pull my phone out and I'm just like, find my keys. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then there it is, you know, and it'll be like right in front of my face, but it's just, it's just quicker. So, you know, seeking after, after God is, is so much more than uh, just a casual, because he wants all of us. He doesn't, he doesn't want us to casually, um, you know, say we love him, casually live our life for him. He wants all of us, and if we want to be used by God, that's what he requires. So it says to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and that's that's, that's another key word there, his righteousness, and then all these things shall be added unto you. Well, well what, what things? What, what are we talking about here? So uh, if you have your Bibles, um, just, just look up a little bit, and like I say, we're just going to uh, hit some of the, the high points here. But um, it's saying in verse 19, it says, don't lay up for yourself treasures um, on earth where moth, moth and, and rust can destroy them or where thieves can break in and steal. Um, and then uh, it, it goes down to say, um, you know, don't worry about life. In 25, it says, don't worry about your life or what you'll eat or what you'll drink, uh, nor about your body um, or what you will put on um, is, <clears throat> is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. And it says, look at 26, it says, look at the birds in the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Um, are you not of more value than they which of you, by worrying, can add one cubic to his stature? So he says in verse 20, it says, don't, don't worry about your clothing. Um, consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, how they neither toil nor spin. Yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass in the field, which is today, and tomorrow is thrown in the oven, will, <clears throat> will he not much more clothe you? O oh, you of little faith. And then it says, therefore, do not worry. Once again, don't worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? It says, for all these things the Gentiles seek. And it says, your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So we look at that, and he's listing all these things that, that are to be worried about. And as we approach this new year, Right, we we consider things, we look at things, and, and we have an election year coming up, and and you know economy. I'm not sure how y'all's economy is here, but at home in Florida, it's 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 somewhat stable, but it's it's to where it could tip either way. And um, you know, so we have these things to consider in our lives, and we have work and our jobs, and and all the kids, and you know, if y'all got kids like I do, that's a major thing to worry about uh, as they're as they're little, and uh, so we have all these things to consider. And um, if, we, if we let it get to us, 
it could consume our thought life. It could consume um, us, and what it does is it can put a, a gap. It can put a, a, a hindrance on our relationship with God. So what, so what he's saying here is he's like, don't worry about these things. If I can provide for the birds in the air, I can certainly provide for you. He says, seek first my kingdom, and then all these things uh, will be added unto you. So in our lives, as we go through this new year, um, are we, if we ask ourselves, are we truly seeking God um, for every area in our life? Are we asking the, the Lord to say, hey, I've got these concerns. Um, I don't know what to do about them. But Lord, I'm trusting in you. This doesn't look very good. This looks like it could be a really bad situation. But Lord, I trust in you because your scripture is true and your words are true. So uh, Lord, I'm trusting in you that you're going to take care of this for me. And listen, that's not an easy thing to do, especially when we have these mountain type things in front of us. And uh, so how much more important it is for us to be in the word all the time and to be praying all the time because that's where our faith grows. And that's what he was telling them. Um, you guys probably remember um, in the scriptures where Peter, you know, in the storm, he jumps out the boat and uh, he's like, Lord, I'm going to walk out to you. And he's walking and he's focused on God. He's laser focused on Jesus in that moment. The storm's raging around him and Peter is just focused on Jesus and he's walking to him. But then what happens? He looks around him a little bit. He gets his eyes off of Jesus, and he starts to sink, and then he cries out, Lord, save me. And uh, how many times have I been in that situation? Many, many times, because I'll be like thinking, man, Lord, this is a great day going on here, and then right around the corner, like, Lord, save me. <laughs> it's, going, it's going down, you know, and uh, it's, it's a thing. That's why I say we have to work on this all the time, because it's never, uh, never a day where we can just wake up and say, okay, God, I got this. I appreciate you, and it's going down the the road. So um, be seeking uh, the kingdom of God in your life. And uh, the, the last one here is uh, James 1, and we're going to look at verses 22 through 25. James chapter 1, 22 through 25. I'll give you a second to get there. So we have living sacrifices to God, um, seeking the kingdom of God, and then uh, be doers and live it out. So James, uh, James says here, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, uh, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, uh, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Amen. So, be doers of the word. That is a action word, doer. That that is a word to to go and to do something. And it says to not be hearers only. So, what that tells me is that. Um, as James was, was talking here and writing here, that uh, there must have been some folks that uh, had the idea where they could come and consume um, and, to, and to hear, but there was no action taking place afterwards. It was just knowledge at that point, right? So as, uh, as he tells us, he said, if anyone is, is, a, is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man uh, basically looking at a mirror, seeing who he is, seeing how he is, where he's at, and then he just walks away. I mean, how many times do we get up in the, in the morning, you know, we're getting ready for work, we're getting ready to come to church, whatever, you know, 
who all here has a mirror in their house, right? Just about everybody, because uh, the ones that don't have a mirror in their house, you know, we can tell those ones pretty quick, right? So, but, but, you know, um, we're looking at this mirror, and, and we examine ourselves, and that's what we're really looking at here. We're examining ourselves, and we see ourselves for what we are. And when we get in this word, it says that this is sharp, and it'll, it'll cut us, right? Because it convicts us. It, it, it makes us be better. So as we, as we read this scripture, and we look at this, and we're, we're imagining ourselves standing in front of a mirror right now, any sin in your life, where are you at right now? Where are you with God right now? Do you have any sin in your life? Do you, do you have anything that would separate you between God? And he said, no, I'm, I don't have any sin in my life. Well, do you have something that you're holding on to more than serving God? Um, you know, are we, are we just coming to church on Sunday and, and being involved in, in the activities here? And, and it's, just, it's just something that we do, um, checking, a, checking a box off more or less. Um, and, and, you know, listen, I, I'd encourage you all to... to, to obviously come to church and do all these things, but God, what he's calling us to do is something more than just the casual uh, Christian lifestyle. He wants us to look at that mirror and examine ourselves and see how we can grow, see how we can be better. So um, he says to, to look at that, and then he says he goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. And how easy is that to happen? How, how easy can we do that? Can we just uh, man, Lord, that was, a, that was a good message that guy preached, and uh, man, that, that, I'm going to change. And then tomorrow it's like, nope, I'm going to do the exact same thing. It's like we're in a rut, right? We're just stuck in this thing. And I've been there so, so many times. And um, uh, so, so we look at that, and, he, and it says we forget. Um, and then it goes on to say, but a doer of the work, and it says this one, the one that's a doer, the one that's not, it says a not a forgetful hearer. This one will be blessed in what he does. So in this new year, um, who here would like to be blessed in what they do? Right? Amen? Who, who wants God to bless your family this year? Who wants God to bless what you're doing in your life? Um, I would say everybody would, would like that. Everybody wants blessings from God. And uh, I'm not a, I'm not a pro- prosperity gospel preacher by any means, but... Um, the word is true, and God's word is true, and it's clear that he's blessing this ministry here in this church. Um, it's clear that he's blessing your pastor, and, you know, through the time that I've known him, um, and I've seen him, and, and you know, um, God's doing work here. I can just tell, and uh, what I would encourage you guys to do is if, um, if you're here and you're not actively serving, if you're not committed uh, to this church in any degree, um, get with somebody here, serve, because what it does is when you serve, it benefits you more than, than the other person. When you meet somebody else's need, it's, it's really a blessing for you when you can bless somebody. So um, as we examine ourselves this, this new year, um, let's learn the truth and live it out. Uh, let's get in the word and see what God has to say and, and then apply that, because uh, one of the things that, that I always like to try to emphasize is um, because, because of the way I am, it has, to, it has to somewhat make sense to me. Like, it has to, uh, like, why am I doing this? Like, like, what is the reason? So if we don't have application, then how can we be a doer of the work? If, if, if all we have is knowledge here in this word, but we're not doing anything with it, we're not applying it, that's where it's at. So as we, as we live for God, as we seek him in this new year, let's actively look to, to, to do it, because um, I have a couple scriptures here. Jesus didn't give us 
um, he didn't give us a whole lot of like rules and, and like things I want you to do. He, he gave like two really good things he wants us to do. And one of them is what's called the great commandment. And basically what it says is to love God and to love others. Okay, how simple is that? How, love God and love others. Well, it's really, really hard <laughs> to do that, to be honest with you, especially when you're going through traffic and somebody cuts you off and, and, and you, know, you really want to say some bad things to them, and, uh, but you know you can't because you're a Christian and you got a bumper sticker that says, was it Springboro Baptist Church on the back of your car? You know, as you're pulling in the parking lot here for church, you know, so, so loving people is not, it's not as easy as it, as it seems, but that's what, that's what shows we're authentic. That's what shows we're genuine, because that's what people in this world want to see, is somebody that is genuine. Um, not perfect, uh, nobody's perfect, um, you know, but, but, but real. They want to see somebody that's real, um, because that's what sells people, because we're not salesmen here, we're not trying to sell this gospel, we're trying to show them what God's done in our lives. So um, love God and love people, and then he's, he says the, the Great Commission here in Matthew also says to, to go out and to make disciples. Um, so how do you do that? How do you make disciples? Well, you first have to understand what a disciple is, right? So you can't make disciples if you're not a disciple. So you have to first become a disciple. So um, if you're not, and that's where I said I really like spending time with guys who are like on fire wanting to be in the Word of God because those guys want to do something uh, for God. So uh, if you want to be a disciple of God, that simply means you're a follower of God. So Jesus, um, you know, from, from, I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm pretty positive. He never, uh, when he was going through his ministry, he never said, hey, man, listen, just say this prayer and you'll go to heaven and that'll be it. <laughs> no, what did he tell him to do? He said, hey, drop your nets and come and follow me. He said, leave what you're doing and come and follow me. And man, what if, what if Jesus was here this morning and he's like, Shane, sit down. And he's like, hey, y'all want to follow me? Y'all want to serve me? Quit everything and come follow me. We'd be like, well, this guy's crazy, <laughs> you know, but um, no, he's not asking you to, to uproot your life and, and quit uh, what you're doing. He, he wants you to, like that verse in Romans says, to mentally, right, mentally um, prepare your minds to follow Jesus Christ. Be willing, right, be willing as, as some of those early uh, deacons and some of those early disciples were, be willing to do what God has for you. And it may not be something crazy, but listen, if your ministry at this church, if one person, because of you, because of your relationship with Jesus Christ, comes to know Jesus Christ, man, it says that angels are rejoicing in heaven. Amen? So um, there, those are a couple things that we can look at because um, in the Word it also says that uh, there's a harvest out there, Jesus said in a parable. There's a harvest, and those fields are white, ready to harvest, okay? And we just have to be willing uh, to, to go do it. So... Um, as we close, um, as we close, uh, if, we, if we remember these things, um, if we meditate on these things and uh, try to put some of these things into practice, I know there's so many more that, um, that, we, could, that we could look at, but uh, in this new year, um, make it a commitment. As we, as we make commitments to, um, to try to be healthier, to try to use that gym membership more than the first month, <laughs> and then never, never go back, you know, as we make these commitments. Um, let's make a commitment to, to read our word. And that's what I got a few things for you. If you've, you know, if you've been listening and, and you're like, I don't know who Jesus is. Well, listen, the first commitment you need to make is, okay, let's find out who Jesus is. Let's find out what he did for me. And myself or Pastor Lucas, or I'm sure you got some deacons around here somewhere, they can tell you 
all about what Jesus did for you and that free gift that he offers because that's the most uh, that's the biggest commitment you'll ever make of your life right there. So, um, and then another one, uh, like, I, like I mentioned before, if you're, if you're here in this church and you've been here for a while, um, commit yourself to serve in some areas. I mean, I know there's got to be a ton of different ministries in this church has to offer. Uh, commit yourself to one and you'll be so blessed uh, by it. And, and maybe, you're, maybe your Bible reading time and your prayer life uh, maybe isn't where it needs to be. Maybe, maybe you could have some room to grow there. Um, I, would, uh, I would encourage you to try to commit to maybe doing that every day. Maybe just spend five minutes in the Word and just watch how it will impact your day. Watch how it will impact your families. Um, see how God will grow you in your faith through that commitment. Um, and maybe, uh, maybe you're like myself. Um, maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe you thought you've been doing everything you're supposed to be doing. Maybe you've been here for a long time and um, you're like, man, I've been teaching that Sunday school class and um, we've been involved in these different ministries and I'm, I'm good. Um, maybe God's calling you to get up here and preach. <laughs> so, um, you know, who knows? But just listen to when God's calling, um, seek him with your lives and, and this church will be uh, extremely blessed for it. So um, I'm going um, go to go to the Lord in prayer. Uh, Father, Lord, I thank you so much. Uh, Jesus, for this time that, uh, Lord, you've, uh, you've given us to come here in your house to freely worship you, Lord. Uh, Lord, I just uh, thank you for the opportunity, Lord, I get to open your word up and share it to these people. Uh, Lord, I pray that you will bless uh, Pastor Lucas and his ministry here, Lord. I pray you will bless this church uh, immensely, Lord. I pray these people, uh, Lord, would be on fire for you, uh, going out into this community, Lord, spreading your gospel, um, compelling them uh, to come in, like the scripture says, to urge them, uh, Lord, to, to seek the Lord in this new year. And uh, Lord, I give you all the glory and credit for everything. And uh, Lord, it's your name I pray. Amen.